And we're off and running for the third episode of the We're Not Nordic podcast with Chuck. And hi, I'm Jay. That's Jay right over there. We're coming to you from an undisclosed location outside of a Chinese restaurant in beautiful South Jersey on this beautiful early spring day. First off, I'd like to say how you try and make it more fancy than it is. (laughs) Restaurant. Try a trash buffet. It was delicious. It was delicious. Stop, but stop, <laughs> stop trying to pretend like it wasn't. No, I'm not pretending, but I love how it's, we're outside of a restaurant. That brings class. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just, oh, okay. All right, well, let's let's, let's begin. Yeah, yeah, just strike that from the record. This is the We're Not Nordic podcast, uh, episode three. Um, you can uh, email us at notnordicpodcast at gmail.com if you have anything you would like for us to discuss. Or if you just want to tell us we're not funny or we're fat or whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Um, we're also now on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Podcast, I believe it is. If you, t- if you type the name in, in the search function, you will find us. Uh, you know, I'm trying to roll us out slowly on social media because I want the show to, to you know, kind of progress some before we really pester people. It's actually Facebook.com slash Pod. Okay. Duly, duly noted. Yeah, it meshes well with the email address, so we can, we can keep that little uh, commonality. Correct. Yeah, not Nordic Pod. Shit, <laughs> I think okay. I gave the wrong thing. I think it, so. It's not Nordic Pod at Gmail dot com, Facebook dot com slash not Nordic Pod. We're we're very branded. Yes. Um. So, um. We have uh an email. Our first email, uh, brought to you by uh Jeremy from the Philly band Welter. Uh, I recommend checking them out. Uh, I'm going to read it, and then we'll talk about it, I suppose. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Hey, guys. Great show. Your conversations in both episodes reminded me of something I've been grappling with since the hashtag MeToo era, which is that I've seen local bands get run down for perceived misogynistic lyrics, even when meant ironically or satirically, while these same critics have nationally recognized bands a pass, uh, e.g. Dead Milkman, The Misfits, etc., I know that Chuck's man went through something like this recently. I'm interested in your thoughts. While I don't know if there's a right answer per se, it makes me uncomfortable to see people punching down at local acts while allowing similar behavior from famous slash successful artists. I think at the very least, the more famous acts should be criticized first since their message is more influential. But is there no room for irony slash satire in our scene anymore? Do we only take our friends, people we admire at their word, and assume the worst from people we don't know? There's no easy answer, which is why I thought it'd make for an interesting discussion. Wow, that is very... Thank you very much for your email, Jeremy. And like I said, everybody check out his band. They're really good. Wow. Um, That is a good topic right there. Okay, so... I guess to start. Um, well, let me say this: dire, dire straits, money for one nothing. One chicks for free. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, to this day, they still play that part on the radio unedited. It's not bleeped out. Hmm. You know that one part I'm talking about? Oh, the little yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah okay. know, but that's but what is it? It's would you consider it satire? You know that he's he's talking about. It's supposed to be the TV. It's supposed to be the installers saying, "Look at this guy." They're supposed to be in a house and they're supposed to be watching a TV saying. He's not saying that. You know, I've heard that song a hundred thousand times in my life, and I've never really even stopped to think what the lyrics oh. what the lyrics were about. That's oh, really? interesting. Yeah, um, it's it's supposed to be the, it's supposed to be from the viewpoint of someone else. It's not supposed to be the viewpoint of the singer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I guess the question is, does that give you an out, so to speak? Like, you know, it, it's tough because it's like, 
I don't know, it's it's almost a similar argument of, like, a white person, like, you know, reciting a rap song and saying the N-word and, you know, sort of writing it off to quoting the, uh, quoting the author, being like, well, I'm not the one who said it, you know, uh, Easy e said it or whatever. Right. But I, I, I don't know. Um, so I figured before we get too deeply into this, I actually uh, didn't know anything about um, my band having having a scrape with this. This really? is yeah. So I did read the email in advance, and I kind of did some research. And um, this is so not a big deal in the long long scheme of things. But apparently, then this is I had to kind of put it together because this was like a year ago. Um, there was a band I guess that did like mixes or something, and they put one of uh, my band's songs on their mix. And we have an album called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, and uh, all of the songs are dead blank. So it's like dead cheerleader, dead boyfriend, and regrettably there's a song on there called Dead Whore, which, you know, whatever. Um, Stream, bro. Yeah, very much so. Right. Um, So apparently this band, I guess, they had like a house show venue or something, and other bands like like canceled on shows that they're at their venue because they said they were supporting us and that our lyrics are like misogynistic and support violence toward women or something like that. Um, so first off, I'd like to say that maybe in, in retrospect, Ed horror was not the best song to write and we do not perform that song anymore. However, um, my band, uh, the mad splatter, by the way, you can find us on Bandcamp. Um, we, since the beginning, have been what they call a quote-unquote horror punk band where all of our songs are, to say the least, cartoonish. And I think if you if you listen to two or three of our songs, it's very easy to see that we, we the band exists firmly in the realm of satire and that we're, we're not literally saying you should go kill anyone. Um, I mean, really, if we're being honest, I mean, we're doing, we're doing the same shit the Misfits did 40 years ago. And... Nobody, nobody, nobody likes to criticize them. But um, I mean, I do. I don't like people to have felt uncomfortable uh, because of my music. So I do. I do feel bad about that. But I do think maybe we got railroaded a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, why do you say real? First off, I don't think you should be defending. I don't think you should be apologizing for stuff like that. I do understand what you're saying. I understand that you do have a band and you, the reputation, you want to keep it in uh, impeccable conditions, I guess you could say. Sure. And you don't want to, you don't want to venture out where you can start alienating fans and alienating people from listening to your music because of word of mouth, because of what he's actually talking about. And I think the fear is if you start folding into that, then I hate to say it, it's like, it's the wimpifying of today where everyone is sensitive. Everyone's sensitive to be sensitive. Everyone wants to be the first person to call someone else out on something something they've done. But they they their opinion is more important than your opinion. And it, it, it goes right back to the honestly, it goes right back to following the leader we were talking about on the last episode. Yeah. Everyone follows the same thing. Everyone hates the same thing. <laughs> so if you don't follow that way and you question what they're saying, if you say, well, you know, this kind of contradicts exactly what you're saying, they don't have any argument against it. They're saying, no, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely, there's definitely a mob mentality to it, yes. I think. Because um, the problem that I have is like, 
I'm sorry for interrupting. Sincere, I mean, sincerity. Do you really feel that you need to apologize for that? In all honesty? I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot right now, but Um, would you prefer not to answer that right now? Well, I mean, I think lack of answer would be an answer in and of itself, you know what I mean? But I think I do, uh, just because... um, I don't know, if anybody genuinely, like, listened to our music and felt uncomfortable or something, which I, I, I guess that, I guess I can't rule out, okay. because I don't know what's in people's hearts or heads. Yeah, right. I, 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 I don't want that. That's not something, I mean, you've heard my band. My band is very silly, and the, the, only, the only purpose that I've ever wanted for us was for people to just have fun, and if, if anybody listened to our songs and did anything but, you know, had fun with it, then that's, that's not what I intended. So, yeah. In that respect, yeah, I, I think I think I do owe someone an apology, uh, but I do I do look. Uh, I'll qualify that by saying that I have an inkling that whoever you know started whatever this was probably only heard one of our song titles and never never really gave us a chance. You know what I mean? It was it. If you live, if you sit down and listen to one of our records and like really kind of contextualize everything, and you're still outraged, I guess I can't argue with that. But it it did. I, I get the inkling. It may have been kind of a knee jerk thing, which I'm not as okay with. But like I said, it's it's tough for me to really, especially when it comes to our stuff, take a take a firm line in the sand because I don't know what's in people's heads or their hearts. So I mean, I mean but but but, I, but, it, but I'm saying, isn't it okay for people to be offended? Isn't it okay to see people to say, "Hey, I don't like this," but I mean, why? Why make this stand? Why this cancel culture? You know what I mean? Why, right. hey, you did this, goodbye, you're done. You know what I mean? I don't agree with that. I agree it's okay to have a feeling, you know, to have feelings, to have um, emotions. I agree to say, wow, that was messed up. That that made me feel a certain way. And you can say that and be like, wow, th- that's not where I was coming from, but I can respect it. I can see how that may have made you feel. But then someone else, right up the line, can be like, oh, man, that was funny. I get the joke. I yeah. get I get the extreme absurdity of what you're saying, right? And I can roll with it. And that's what, that's that's kind of the uh, what what we'd always hoped people would, right? But I mean, look, I mean, we did our first album in 2009, and it just the culture of America has changed a lot, even in just that 10 years, and it's. I don't know. It it seems like even you know for for a piss ant nothing band like us that really you know, I mean a few people like us, but we're we're really nothing in the grand scheme of things. I guess even we have to kind of adjust and roll with it and be conscious of those things. I guess, um, but like like Jeremy said, I think the the uh, a prevailing point is sometimes people only shit on the things that they feel it's okay to shit on. Like, like we've like we've never written anything as intense as like, you know, the song "Angel Fuck" by the Misfits. But I mean, people paid two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket to see them in New Jersey a few months ago. Right. Well, no, I'm sure there are people out there protesting about that. Well, actually, no, they probably weren't because they they understand the 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 ridiculousness of the band. Right. That Glenn Danzig is you know an overweight sixty year old man in leather pants that I don't think has ever killed anybody in his life. Well, and what's wrong with that? You're looking at me. I'm wearing the same gear, and you're <laughs> offending me. So. <laughs> Your microphone stand with the skulls on it really doesn't fit in the car, man. I didn't want to tell you that, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I agree with him. I, th- I think you know you go after the underdogs and you let the 
you let the elite fly. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, look look at stand-up comedy now. You know, I know we're getting off subject right now. Not but, really. I mean, it all ties in. Please. I yeah. mean, holy shit. You go back and listen to No Cure for Cancer by Dennis Leary, which is like a flawless stand-up act, in my opinion. And I'm sure people can go back and say, oh my gosh, he's talking about killing himself because the Bee Gees were getting back together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all... Well, there's, I mean... It's all subjective, though. You know what I mean? I mean, there's one of the, in my opinion, one of the funniest stand-ups of all time, Eddie Murphy. He started that one special asking where the, uh, you know, mean word for gay people were in the crowd. <laughs> right. Right. And that, and again, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's people today, I mean, I'm sure that there are people today who have no idea who he is, who have no idea of his legacy as a stand-up comedian, and could just sit there and try to destroy him and probably would succeed in today's day and age where he would have to come out and apologize. So what I, mean, I... Has that even happened? What, Eddie Murphy? Yeah. I don't think so because that's the... I don't know. Well, folks... He hasn't... <laughs> let's start a protest against it. <laughs> Hashtag no, cancel but, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, there you go. You know what? I'm okay with it. He hasn't made a good movie in like 20 years anyway. What? Fuck. Norbit? That shit rocked and rolled. Get out of my car. <laughs> no, yeah. It was pretty terrible. There weren't even any bloopers in the credits. That's what really pissed me off. And I saw it in the movie theater. I mean, look, this is getting way off track. But that, <laughs> that 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 Asian lady was legitimately racist. Like that that uh, was if we're if we're gonna talk about cancel culture, that might be something to actually look into. Yeah, but but see, that's the thing. That's going to see. I I think that's one of those things where there's retali- there's retaliation on both sides. It's like okay, you want to cancel this, but not cancel this. So then I'm gonna say, let's cancel this. It's tit for tat. It's bullshit. Be offended. It's okay. You know, you scrape your knee on the ground. You don't. You don't sue the pavement company. You know what I mean. You you walk on. You say, "Wow, that sucked. That hurt. How can I grow from this?" Oh, maybe not listen to it. Maybe not walk over this. In 2019, they might sue the pavement company. Let's well, let's be real honest with ourselves here. But that's, but that's what I'm trying to say. That that is what this culture has come to. Blame you. Blame everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, I I agree. I, I mean, it's. I I think. I think probably the, the the conclusion to come to here is that context is key, and that you know I don't I don't want to ever delegitimize people's opinions. And I know I sound like a like a fence walker here, but I do think that people might in general stand a little stand to be a little bit less knee jerk. And you know, like why didn't we get some kind of email or like? Hey, like I really like was offended by your like. Why didn't you come to us to talk about it? Like, why why are you like picking on these other guys that I don't even know from a hole in the wall? Like, like I if I didn't get any sort of you know Philadelphia punk is not that big of a scene. Like, if I didn't hear about this until like a year later, like how upset did it really make you? Right. That's well, not only that. I mean, think of Blank Seventy Seven. Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some songs you can think about. I like Blank 77. Well, true story, I had a leather jacket with the Blank 77 logo painted on the back of it. Nice. True story, go nice. on. Nice. Okay, well, what, what I want to say is they have a song called Search and Destroy. And I think that's what the culture is like today. Search and Destroy. Search and Destroy, oi, oi, oi. Okay? Fair enough. So that, that's honestly, that's the way I feel. I think that was a great email, and thank you so much for sending that in because... There is no answer. People are offended, and people cancel. That's it. It's a cancel culture. Yeah, in in so much as there could be close to an answer, like you know, maybe creators, you know, should I don't know, keep keep people's sensitivities in mind a little bit. In oh so my much, gosh. 
No, I'm saying, but on the other side, maybe people shouldn't be so knee-jerk. You know what I mean? Like, like understand the art you're criticizing in a full way before you really criticize it. You know what I mean? I don't even agree with that. I, 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 th- I think if, if you have a reaction, you have a reaction. That's fine. What? Why does why does the world need to to back you up and say, "Oh, I agree with this. Let's let's find them everybody to destroy this," because because then that then that cancels the create that cancels the creativity. If everyone's now afraid to be like, "Well, if I write a song called These Farts Smell Bad in a Church," <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But I'm saying like, on the list, no effects album. <laughs> I was trying to think of you know the Confucius joke. He who farts in church sits in own pew. I, I, I heard think, a he who falls asleep with itchy ass wakes up with smelly no, finger. No, 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 no. See that one? Is, see, I think that one's too far. Man, we're working blue here. I'm I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying it's uh, there. There's a stand-up comedian. I, I can't remember his name is, but he has an air balloon joke. And he said, "Now I've seen it all. I've offended someone. Someone act, asked." To see him after the show and tell him that he was upset about his air balloon joke. So, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Take your lumps. Both of you. If you're offended and someone comes up to you and says, I'm offended by what you did. Say, listen, I accept that. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I offended you. What 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 is it exactly that makes that, you feel that's that? That's exactly it. That's exactly what I was getting at, is that let's talk about it. Right. You know, let's, let's talk about... Yeah. yeah, but I... That's... That's... I think more than anything, the the thing with what happened with my band, that's what annoyed me, is that I didn't find out until like a year after the fact. Right. Like, like you can cure almost anything with open dialogue. You were saying something like that earlier. Yeah, definitely. So, thank you very much, Jeremy, for that email, because that did, uh, I think that generated almost 20 minutes of content. So, please please feel, please feel free to write in again. Yeah, anybody, please. I mean, these are, these are interesting topics, and I'm sorry if I'm a little brash, but I am... I'm 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 sick of comedians having to to defend their act, i.e. Louis C.K. and even Sarah Silverman. I'm I'm not really a fan of Sarah Silverman, but still, I mean, you got to push that edge to find where the line is. So, that's your word, <laughs> and my word is bond. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I had a couple of quick things uh, that I was gonna. Uh, so WrestleMania was Sunday, and now if I have my way, uh, we'll we'll address wrestling in some way, shape, or form moving forward in the podcast. But just real quick, uh, is that something that's on your radar at all? What's your what's your history with wrestling? Wrestling was um, Coco Beware was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. That's so good. <laughs> uh, I was a big ECW fan. I went to the November to Remember 1996 in Philadelphia. I was there when the BWO formed. I'm jelly, man. Uh, um, who's the guy who just... King Kong Bundy. Yeah. When I was a young kid, I got King Kong's Bundy's autograph at yeah, Atlantic Auto here. Group on Tilton Road. <laughs> and this is what I can remember. I remember walking yeah, up... Paint, 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 paint me a picture. I was walking up. They, we were the last ones in. So we were walking up. And my brother was in front of me, and his name is kind of hard to spell. So he asked my brother's name, and he had no problem writing it. So when I walked up, my name is Jason. So I was like, okay, I won't have to say anything. I'll just say my name and won't have to spell it. So I guess I was around five, maybe four, four or five years old. Right. And he said, what's your name? I said, Jason. And he said, how do you spell it? My God, scared me so much. <laughs> so, but yeah, King Kong Bundy, ECW... Coco Beware, 
that's about where I stand. Current, not really, don't really follow. Uh, I don't know when I'll have another chance to tell this story, but this reminds me of last summer when Artie Lang signed my book, and, okay. he, and he asked how to spell my name, and I said C-H-U-C-K, and he was like, you could have just said Chuck! <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you're the one who asked! Right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so WrestleMania was 14,000 hours long, we, we can talk about wrestling another time. Um, so what what I thought would, would take up a few minutes would be this, um, I saw... You know Jawbreaker, the band Jawbreaker? Yes, I know the band Jawbreaker. So, some some quick history. Jawbreaker broke up in 1996, maybe. Um, stayed broken up forever and ever. Um, it retroactively kind of became known as a pretty influential band that I sort of just got out, just broke up prior to, like, the, the huge wave of pop punk where Green Day signed to a major label and, you know, all that stuff became really marketable. And, you know, they were a band that a lot of those other bands name-checked as being sort of an influence. Anyway, so a couple years ago, they got together, They got back together. They played the show Riot Fest in Chicago, which is always, I don't know, I think 100,000 people go to that. And they've done some gigs off and on. And, you know, I've heard through, through the grapevine that, you know, they ask quite a bit of money to play a show. And so my question to you... How much would I play them, pay them to play a show? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> what are your thoughts on... What are your thoughts on reunion shows? Like specifically, like you know, there's there's a couple different kinds of re, excuse me, reunion shows. Gorilla Biscuits, Ten Yard Fight, right? There's there, today. <laughs> well, there you go. There's bands that there's bands that it's clear that there are not a ton of people are going to show up and they're doing it like really for fun. And then there's bands that are you know are going to pack an 1,200, 2,000 seater. Like I don't know. Are you still sort of up the punks and that you feel you feel like that's not cool or what are your thoughts I guess for me honestly it depends on the band okay honestly because there's not there's not too many bands I would really desire to go see of course I mean I'd love to go see you know better than a thousand and I'm sure do they still play that's the thing I think they play occasionally I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not in the loop (laughs) but uh who was it who was the band um Gorilla Biscuits didn't they come out with a song of talking just about that uh, when when they came back, what was it two thousand and? Well, they did well. They did. It was like two thousand six, and they did a two song. I think it was a seven inch, and it was unbelievably bad. Like, right, just okay. unlistenable. And wasn't it about bands coming back to play to, for the money? I don't. I, I, I think I listened to it once. Quite honestly. <laughs> Who was that? Like, when Lifetime got back together and they did the Fueled by Ramen release. Well, the, the that, self, record, that record's amazing. The, yeah, it, it is. I really enjoy it. I think that that was a legitimate band getting back together. I know they had a bu- bunch of problems. The singer's name was Ari, right? What was mm-hmm. his name? Ari. Yeah, and there was, there was a lot of conflict between them and him, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he went on to do Zero Zero, Miss TK, and The Revenge, and all those kind of bands. But I feel that band did it right, personally. They came back and did it for the right reasons and released an amazing release. Yeah, it that that did have a vibe of like just old friends like who missed playing with each other, and I think you can tell even now um, they still play from time to time. Like I think it's just they. I mean, they got they got back together like twelve years ago. They just did that one record, and you know they play like I don't know once or twice a year now. Like it's it's just, it's almost like just old buddies like getting together to jam. So yeah, I agree. That's 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 a good one. Um, Texas is the reason did uh, a bunch of shows 
And that was the dudes from the Foo Fighters were in that, right? Did they? Did they? Was it Texas in the reason? No. Well, so you're thinking of Sunny Day Real Estate. Sunny Day Real yeah. Estate. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> about the same same time frame, though. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, same amount of words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, yeah, so they just, they had broken up really suddenly. Um, they, they actually signed to a major label, and we're going to do a major label record, and they just, the band just kind of collapsed before that happened, and. I think, as I remember as the story goes, they were on tour in Europe when they broke up, so they never really, they never really got a proper curtain call. So they kind of they got back together. They played some shows for a couple of years, and then kind of ended it on their own terms. And I, I respect that. They're on Revelation, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that record was on Revelation. Okay. Yeah, that was the only. That was, they only did that one full length, and then an EP. Um, so, so. Catch Twenty Two is on Rev too, right? Victory. Victory. Okay. <laughs> Man, this is this is this, is, this, is, this, <laughs> yeah, okay. this took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sergio. <laughs> well, you can say that for another time. Um. So yeah, I mean, my my thought on reunion shows is I stopped caring a long time ago. Um, I think that if there's a way that you can make money in life that doesn't involve breaking your back or sitting in a fucking cubicle, then God bless you. <laughs> Like as long as like you practice your songs and you, you you take the performance seriously and you don't you know shortchange the people that paid good money to see you, then God bless you know if people if two thousand people want to pay fifty bucks to come see you then you're a very lucky person and I say go for it. Well, I got a question. What band would you go see? What what reunion show would you go see that would get you out there and be like this was worth it? No matter what they did. Oh, um... Well, I mean, don't just say it. Well, I mean, look, so because of the fact that it doesn't seem any band in punk or hardcore is broken up anymore, like, I, I've gotten to Fair check enough. I've gotten to check a lot of those off my list, like Jawbreaker, I always wanted to see Gorilla Biscuits, um... I always wanted to see Lifetime, and that's all. That's all. That's all happened. Unless um, Gigi Allen's like, unless they <laughs> do like a hologram of him, you know, like they did with Tupac. Like you know, like wouldn't that be awesome? Sorry for interrupting. Gigi Allen and Tupac. <laughs> no, Gigi Allen hologram. Yeah, you know, like they did with Tupac. Remember sure. they had the. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are, are we rounding the bases towards talking about whether or not he'd hurl hologram feces? That's at what the I was thinking. Like, like, how would they, how I would sort they of figured that? that's where we were going. <laughs> have to be like under the stage you know like they'd shoot it out it'd have to be like timed perfectly like, with the hologram like guar style almost. exactly front row you're wearing <laughs> we, plastic <laughs> this is the splash zone for the gg allen show <laughs> okay so what 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 band now like you said you started checking off that list yeah uh look i mean like look if operation ivy did a tour i'd have to go but i i, I have a strong feeling it would be stupid and i, I I don't know. That'd be pretty, that's a that's a really good answer to be honest with you. Like an old lookout band like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they weren't on lookout, were they? Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean they were they were kind of the lookout band. I think they kind of they kind of made that late. Well, I guess oh, the Green early, Day, early, Madonnas. Early, yeah, and yeah, I mean they had gun. yeah, I mean they had a lot of but they had a lot of trash. But oh, the boy. blat the blats and the filth split that was good. The shit split. Yeah, bro. Well, let's. All right, yeah, we don't have to talk about the cover song on that, but <laughs> I was, that's not where I was going. Oh, I was okay, gonna okay. ask. I was gonna ask you if you preferred the Blats or the Filth side, but that's that Blats. Be, see, I like the Filth side. Really? Yeah. Are you a Crimp Shrine fan too? Love Crimp Shrine. Are you serious? <laughs> Duct tape soup is on your <laughs> on so, your phone. So good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Now that we went through Lookout's whole entire discography. Maybe we need a third person to really really keep, keep us in line here. Yeah, because that's Chuck's job, and he has failed. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're all over the place today. Okay. Um, yeah, so Op Ivy, like, I would pay, you know, 50 bucks to see them at the Electric Factory or wherever the hell they would play, but... Uh, I'd like to think that there there are bands that understand that while there's a demand for a reunion, that it just wouldn't be the same. Like there was a thing, I don't know if you saw a few months ago. Uh, Minor Threat took a picture of themselves on on the porch of the uh, the Discord house. Okay. Like mirroring the put the picture that was on the cover of their final release, um, and everybody's like, "Oh, now play a reunion show," and it's like, "Oh man, I don't know." <laughs> They're like sixty. Right. I mean, I would, I'd probably go if they if they played Philly, but I'm not sure that my expectations would be that high. And I'd like to think, you know, a guy like Ian McKay understands that the the time for that has come and gone. And you know, it's just... well, Gorilla Business just played too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, windows are closed for a reason. You know what I mean? I mean, the band, the Bull Weevils. Do you remember them? No. They were on Doctor Strange Records. <laughs> They're still playing shows. I watched. I'm sorry. Wow, tangent here. Went went onto YouTube. The lead singer is a doctor, hmm. and he's up there still playing these dumb songs, and, and the guitar player is a principal, and he's wearing a Buzzcock shirt. <laughs> I mean, give it up, dude. Your band wasn't that righteous. Like, what, how many people's a Bull Weevil show pulling in at this point? I mean, don't get me wrong. The one song is pretty good. Like, what what, what kind of houses are they pulling? 25, 50? I, I think... I don't even think they're headlining a local punk show. You know what I mean? It's like it's like some sixteen-year-old kids with the bull weevils in direct support. Seriously. <laughs> so, so what's our what's our word here on reunion shows? We don't give a fuck. That's that seems to be where we're at. I think it's got it's got to be something that it, again it's subjective. A, a band that I really would want to see. Yeah. What, not, what, what's yours? Is there? Is a, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but is there is there a bucket list? Bucket list. One uh, for you. I mean, it would have to be something older. You know what I mean? Some, something very obscure that honestly would only mean something to me, I guess. Screwdriver doing the first LP front to back? No, not <laughs> at all. I'd say it would have to be something along the lines of like Amy Arena playing her first release strictly. I don't know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> Amy Arena or like, uh, I don't know. What I've been listening to a lot, I guess, if, you know what? The band Rilo Kylie. Oh yeah, they don't play anymore. Right. If they yeah. got together and I'd say they, they only played stuff off of the execution of all things and uh, more adventurous and uh, uh, what was the album before that? I can't remember. Takeoffs and Landings. Right, right. If it was that era like that era, I'm there. Okay, so so they play say the Stone Pony Summer Stage, which for those who don't know is about an hour north of us and it's I don't know, sixty bucks. You're in. I'm there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, I mean, but there's but there's so many factors to that whole thing as well. Yeah. She was in the Wizard. Boom. He was in Salute Your Shorts. Sure was. Boom. I'm there for <laughs> for those two reasons alone. Plus plus those three albums are are really really good. So yeah, that's I guess it would be Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'd probably pay more than sixty bucks to go see him. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Sixty to seventy five is usually like my ceiling, but Please. I'm also. Please, I paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars for an LP. For a Rilo Kylie, no Rilo Kylie, no Tiny Vipers. It's a it's a solo artist from Seattle. Hmm. She's on Sub Pop. She's phenomenal. But it's two LPs, and 
I pre-ordered it, and they were like, oh, sorry, we we didn't press that many. We thought we were pressing 1,000. We only pressed 500. I was like, okay, so what does that mean? They were like, well, you pre-ordered after the 500. I was like, okay. So you're beat? I was until I saw it. And, dude, three to four years I searched eBay at least three times a week looking for that record. Okay. As soon as I found, as soon as it was up there, I was like, "I'm not losing this opportunity," and I bought it. It was 125 bucks. So does Tiny Vipers ever tour? Was that? They do not tour. She only plays the West Coast, and I don't even think she plays music anymore. Her last release was very odd. Hmm. It was very. It was. It was like a bunch of noise. I still bought it to support them. I'm, I'm that kind of person. I support the scene, even if if it's a band that I really enjoy, I'll buy it. Support the scene, bro. Seriously, no joke. All right, so... People are always like, here, t- take a demo. I'm like, no, I'm going to pay for it. You know? I want to support you. You're doing this for a reason. You're trying to get to the next venue. So that's a uh, so that's a hint that when we, we start making uh, We're Not Nordic t-shirts and shit, you guys should you guys should support. The, no, I would I would see that. See, that's all promotion, man. Like, I, I say, like, the first two batches of shirts are, 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 are money loss. That's the way I even did with Jumper Cable. Well, wow, Jumper Cable. Yeah, Jumper Cable was a band I was in, and I bought all this merch, and I just gave it all away. And I was like, you know what? Hey, if you like the band, just take the shirt. Who cares? You know what? It's funny because that's that's clearly that was clearly a good marketing strategy because I ran into a guy in Philly. I think you guys had played maybe two shows or something, and uh, our friend Chris had a Jumper Cable shirt on. And this guy we never know seen before in our lives said, "Isn't that Jay's band?" <laughs> See, that's pretty awesome. Say, hey, it worked. They got a shirt, even though they might not even like it. Hey, <laughs> but uh, all right. So let's move on to uh, the last thing, as far as I know. Final uh, topic. The final topic, because we are at thirty-three minutes. So this is epic. Um, last week we discussed. Last time we discussed the the punching bags, uh, which were like um, uh, sort of, I guess, things that get beat up by culture in general and. Like you said, the mob. You know. The mob mentality. Right. Like It's just assumed that you're not supposed to like these things. So we decided um, to reevaluate uh, one in particular. So we listened to uh, the 2001 uh, Nickelback release, Silver Side Up. Uh, Nickelback is a band from somewhere out in the prairies in Alberta, Canada. Um, they, they tend to attract an audience of people that drive pickup trucks and things of that nature. So, I mean, you look, I, I, I've i only heard a couple of songs on the radio, so why not check out Nickelback, and at least if I if I still don't like them, at least now I have an informed opinion as to why I don't like them. Okay, that's fair. So, do you want to go first, or? I mean, you, you said you have notes. Okay, all right, so, well, let me, let me first start off by saying that musically, this, this album is not... I've heard way worse things, let's just say. Like, it's... Uh, the, what I kept thinking of was uh, Edward Norton in Fight Club when he says that you don't, when you don't sleep, everything feels like a copy of a copy of a copy. Um, what I, what I kind of felt like is that this, that was kind of what this was. Like, somebody, like, photocopied a Pearl Jam record and then just kept, like, photocopying it until it was, like only kind of a distinct facsimile of, of or what what it was originally, you it's, know what I mean? It's so funny you say that because the third song I was like, this sounds like fucking Pearl Jam yeah. right now. Yeah, wow. There's Yeah, there's two songs in there that are straight Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder, 
<laughs> All the way. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Is like the music is fine. Like it doesn't, it didn't blow my dick back or anything. But it's not, it's not awful. Um, where I really start to lose it is with the vocals and the uh, and the lyrics. Um, firstly, the, I think his his singing is really affected in a way that really fucking annoys me. Um, like it it doesn't it sound. I've never heard that guy talk. But it just I don't know where what speaking voice he he's coming from to get to a singing voice. That's like this. Like it, I I don't know. It, I don't know if that annoyed you, but it really fucking annoyed me. Really. <laughs> um. So and then the other thing, the the other big thing that I was gonna say was uh, the lyrics, um, lack any kind of subtlety, which starts to get to me after a while. Um, the first song uh, is entitled Never Again. Um, it starts out, He's drunk again. It's time to fight. She must have done something wrong tonight. The living room becomes a boxing ring. It's time to run when you see him. Clenching his hands. She's just a woman. Never again. Yeah. Um, I've been here before, but not like this. Seen it before? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm doing this from memory. He's looking at the lyrics, folks, by Just the way. Just tell the nurse you slipped and fell. It starts to sting as it starts to swell. Okay. So, look. Go ahead. The idea of telling someone to not hit a woman is totally fine and great and very valid. Um, I just think that it's very... <laughs> the, it's very ham-handed. The living room becomes a boxing ring. I don't know. I just maybe that's maybe that's just me being like a writing snob or whatever. But and then the other the other question that I had about this song was so the, he's talking about a guy beating up a woman. Who is he in this in this scenario? Like, what, is he just some a friend of hers or? I, th- I think he's just a, a spectator of the situation, or maybe he's like the uh, maybe he's like a lawyer or something. I mean, wow, I never thought about it from that aspect. Maybe he's, like, the lawyer speaking for her, you know, like, telling the whole story to the juror. I mean, hey, that is a big stretch right there, but... Yeah. yeah. But, but, but the thing the thing I did after hearing this song, because I don't have Spotify, so I had to do it on YouTube, illegally, uh, a lot of the comments were very supportive of the song, saying, this song means so much, especially if you've never been through it, you know? Yeah. And, I, I, and that's what we were talking about prior with... Um, Richard Pryor? No. About how people were connecting to this album when they were in Iraq. Right, right, right. You know, it, it, it means something to someone else, and people can hold on to that. And that is something that I guess people who have been, you know, battered or abused, you know, they hear that song and they're like, "Wow, there is no way out. This is this is this is my story right here. This is what I've lived through." You know, and at the end, she stands up for herself and kills him. That's probably something that the person listening to that song feels deep down. Something that they want to do. Yeah, I listen to it. Does she kill him? I, I, I guess I maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe yeah, I he's didn't... looking up the lyrics, folks. I listen to it, <laughs> and I loved it. I listen. I listen to the whole thing. God damn yeah, it. Look at the, let's, let's... Oh yeah, tonight she'll find out how, f- how fucking tough is this man. I hope that's in, I hope that's uh, transcribed incorrectly. Pulls the trigger as fast as she can. Never again. There you yeah, go. Exactly. So it's almost like um. It's like a redemption song for the person. It's like I'm getting my life back by killing this person who's beat me and put me down and put me. In the... And hey, that's something that someone can you know fantasize about so they don't actually do it, or you know, a desire that they have that is you know primal. You know yeah. what I mean? And connect to it and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do this. This is my song. I can connect to it. Just like girls say, oh my gosh, this is my song. Making my way downtown. You know what I mean? <laughs> People connect to different things. And I, I really feel that 
it's it can be a release, you know, an endorphin release. Like, oh my gosh, finally, this is this is someone knows what I've been through. I don't know. I mean, but that's me looking deep into it. And I can also say, oh my gosh, this is a dumb, shitty song because I I don't relate to it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because they do. He does bring that back. There's a song called Just Four. I think it's track five. And it goes, I want to take his eyes out just for looking at you. Yes, I do. I want to take his hands off just for touching you. Yes, I do. And one of my criticisms was going to be that it sort of makes women seem powerless in this album. But I didn't realize that the woman does uh, stand up for herself at the end of that one. So that's good. That brings me to another song called Money Bought. Um, so here's, here's how Money Bought starts. Cherry stem with her mouth, she could tie in a knot. Favorite trick she does, one in ten that she's got. Making friends, setting trends, hardly having to try. All the looks, buy the book, best that money can buy. Last chance to dance, out in back of the bar. Shaking hands, nice to meet you, I don't know who you are. She has a toke and makes a joke about the alley man. Never pleasured from the treasure in a garbage can. I don't know, what do you make of that one? Oh, See, this is the thing you're reading it from the middle, right? What's the end say? There's always like a redemption at the end. Uh, actually, uh, he just repeats the first verse in this one. And what's the first verse? Cherry stem with her mouth, she can tie <laughs> okay. in a knot. I guess, yeah. <laughs> this is what I would call a filler song. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think there's no, there's no, maybe they, maybe there's no real, uh, passion oh. behind it. Okay, I got one more. So, um, the track three is called Woke Up This Morning. And the chorus goes, um, I've been a loser all my life. I'm not about to change. If you don't like, there's the door. Nobody made you stay. There ain't a woman on the planet who can deal with it. Just how I wanted it. I'm hating all of this. And look, now, those are emotions that I'm sure all of us can relate to. Okay. You know, like feeling like a loser and that you can't be with anyone. Uh, I guess my main issue is I just don't... I don't think the way he approaches any of these topics is particularly clever. And that might just be like, you know, see, you you find somebody from the... uh, uh from the prairie somewhere who's like you know say I'm you know like an uh, an upti- uh, uh I'm an east coast liberal who uh who who doesn't like you know simple music or whatever maybe that's valid I don't know but I just I don't know it, like like you said there's nothing about it that I relate to really right so yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean yeah, I'm saying there could be a down and out guy that hears that song and connects with it or someone who's fighting off fighting in a war that says you know what wow this reminds me of my friend or they, they try to make something so you know you know so level so people can grasp from it and say oh this is what I'm taking from it yeah. I mean obviously the first song Never Again is very uh, very to the point yeah no there's no uh, there's no debating what Never Again's about correct <laughs> but I mean so, some of the riffs some of the music that's on there one song sounds like a Kitty song the band Kitty the all female front oh I remember band. Kitty <laughs> okay well maybe there's some people who don't know who it is but there's a song called Spit yeah yeah that was the hit I think no, like a video Brackish for... was the oh, spit oh sorry Back shit off. you're right sorry hey. uh and the riff, I mean, the riff sounds exactly the same. I can't remember what song it was. I think it was the, the song called Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, Holly, I think it's just Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, again, there's there's some stuff that sounds pretty heavy. And I, I, my whole thing was if the drums changed, the tempo was up a little bit more, and maybe the guitars were a little bit cleaner and not so, like, uh, processed. Like, it's processed yeah, the, distortion. Yeah, the, I, you're right. I don't like the tone very much. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. Like you said, I've heard worse. 
But if, if things were cleaned up a little bit, the tempo was up, and maybe even a better drummer, and the bass tone was better, honestly, some of those songs are pretty hard. <laughs> I don't, I'm not joking around, because the, the way I listen to this recording is the way I approached the the um, Crash Test Dummies album, God Shuffled His Feet. Right. God Shuffled His Feet. That album, I went in there and said, you know what? Everyone gives this album shit. The only good song is mm-mm-mm-mm. And I listened to the whole album. I can listen to that whole album all the way through. The quality of that music, the way it's recorded, how it was produced, holy shit. Have you ever heard it? I've never listened to the whole album. Maybe that should be. Maybe, maybe okay. So okay, let's, yeah, so let's, let's let's bridge let's uh, let's bridge it to what I had in mind okay. next, which which is uh, okay. So that is our review. Uh, of yeah. Nickelback. Okay. So so a couple closing questions, which I I thought I would ask is, um, are you glad you listened to this album? Yes, I am. Okay. Would you ever listen to it again? Um, all the way through because I wasn't able to listen to track ten because I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Uh, I would listen to it again. Interesting. I, it, I, li- I would listen to it all the way through and give it another mindless listen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my answers are: I suppose I am glad I listened to it. It's not the worst thing ever, and but I will probably never listen to it again. Okay. Um, but uh, okay, so um, what do we call that? The punching bags. Uh, that. What I want to try to do, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, feel free to email us, uh, notnordicpod at gmail.com. Um, I want to try making, at least for the time being, making punching bags a, uh, a recurring segment where we each pick uh, sort of an, uh, an overlooked or uh, piece, piece of pop culture. What were you going to say? I was going to say underrated. Yeah, something that we feel like has been shit on by the general public unfairly. And sort of give it to the other one to uh, listen to and review. Or it doesn't necessarily have to be listening. Like uh, I said, it could be like a movie, a stand-up special, a record, whatever. Um, and then ideally, I guess it would be something that the other person hasn't been exposed to that much. So you're listening to it with fresh ears. Right. Um, so and with that in mind, I guess. Uh, so what do you want me to li- what do you want me to listen to next for next time, Jay? Well, well, there you go. I I think that was a good transition. I would have to say that I would like you to listen to God Shuffled His Feet by, by the Crash, Crash Test, Test Dummies. Dummies. Okay. All right. So And I mean th- th- this this is what I this is what I would say. This is what I would this is what I do when I listen to the album. Okay. Forget everything. Just listen to it for what it is. Okay. You know what I mean? God Shuffled His Feet 1993. It's awesome. All right. <laughs> I love it. Well, there's there were four singles. Well, I never heard the other three. I've never, I've literally never heard another song from this band. So I'm looking forward to this. What's the coffee spoon song? Uh, Measured out. Measured with coffee spoons. I don't know that one. T S Eliot. I think it's track two or three. Oh, afternoons and coffee spoons. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm looking forward to that because, like I said, I, I don't I don't know anything about this band except that one song. Exactly. So that's that's going to be my homework and your homework, Jay. Go ahead. Uh, is going to be. I, would, I swear to God, I'm going to be bad religion. I'm just joking, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I want you to listen to the uh, I think second full length album by the band Lit, titled A Place in the Sun. Lit. Yeah, my own worst enemy. Oh, I love that album. Oh, do you? I do. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Ziploc bag, man. That song rocks. All right. Well, screw it. We'll we'll t- even though even though you love it, we'll talk about it anyway because I love right. it too. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because that's and I think that really um, 
that's a good summertime album, but I mean, we'll get we'll get into it on the next show. Like it's oh yeah, it's, definitely. You sure you don't want to listen to Bad Religion? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you, I, I think that because that lit album is really good. Yeah. And I was very, I mean, I'm a fan of it. So may, maybe, do you want me to make listen to Bad Religion because I despise Bad Religion? <laughs> Uh, all I right. mean, seriously, because but I really want to talk about lit, so maybe we'll maybe we'll <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, do you want to do? Would you would you be okay with a second assignment? Uh, all right, which one? <laughs> which one? And it better not be the Gray Race. No, I wouldn't do that to you. See uh, that that was my introduction to Bad Religion. Was that album? No, listen to um um uh, No Control. No Control. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, and it's quick too. It's only like eighteen minutes or something. So no suffer or no. What's one with the corn on the front? Oh, uh, gets the grain. Okay. Ah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And with that, we're going to wrap up episode three of the We're Not Nordic podcast. Uh, we touched on a lot today. A uh, couple of laughs, a couple, a couple of heavy moments. Um, if you have any comments, questions, anything you want us to talk about, uh, we're very open to ideas. Uh, not Nordic Pod at gmail you could also connect with us on Facebook, uh, not Nordic, facebook.com slash notnordicpod. All I've been doing on there really is just, you know, saying, oh, we have a new a new uh, episode out. But like I said, as time goes on, I, I sort of want to expand our social media presence slowly because we're still, we're, still, we're still growing and we're still sort of figuring out what the show is and what it's going to be. So I don't want to beat anybody over the head with it. That's understandable. But no, I, th- I think I think you're gonna go, do, do you have anything that you want to promote? Like, didn't you record? Is that is that recording ever? Oh, the Mad Splatter. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's gonna come out at some point. Uh, the Mad Splatter is my band. Uh, we talked about it extensively. Uh, we're on Bandcamp. We're on Facebook. Uh, we have you know vinyl album, uh, CDs, all kinds of stuff for sale. We recorded a new EP. Uh, it's supposed to come out at some point. We don't have any shows until July, so I'll mention those as they get closer. But nice. yeah. But if you wanna if you wanna listen to us, a lot of our music is free to download on Bandcamp, and it's I don't know if you like the Ramones or Screeching Weasel or the Queers or any of the any of those types of bands that uh, may might be up your alley. There you well, go. What about you? You got anything else going on? I have another podcast called Food Spoiler. I only have one episode up just because my computer junked out, but I'm working on it. Uh, the whole premise of the podcast is I talk about the food in the movies and I review. The movie and the food. First one was a test. It was about the Blair Witch Project. It was a struggle. Check it out. I liked it, and I'm not just saying that. So there you go. He is. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks, and just hold on yet. Don't forget. <laughs> Contrary to what you may read on the internet, we just need you to know that we are, are not, not Nordic. Nordic.